Welcome in everybody, Nerdicons. We're back, episode 54. I'm your host, Russell. With me as always is the mobile mobile the mo the mobile. He's like Kit. I mean, except his car doesn't talk to him. So I guess he's Michael Knight. The Michael Knight of of the Nerdicons. Carl, say hi. Hey guys. Coming at you live from the Razor Best. Not so crest. I missed well, you. No, you I, missed me. I was, I, I was, I was, I was more saying you were, you, you're like Night Rider or something. Oh, okay. I hit the rewind button. Let's start again. Intro, intro, <laughs> Didn't you not hear me say that? I mean, I, or do you not pay attention to my intros? I have ADD. I'm begging you, Carl. Listen to the show. <laughs> Oh, how was your week, Carl? What what have you been doing since the last time we saw you? Uh, just work. Um, I got uh, I, I talked about it last week. I got the um, not paper, but it's not like cardboard, cardboard, but it's kind of like cardboard. It's like model water tower, and I've been painting that. I'll send you pics, uh, Russ. I'll probably post some pictures on Echoes Dorkton on Instagram of uh, once it's done. Any listeners want to check it out? Um, you know, you could post on our Instagram too. I'll post on our Instagram too, so you can <laughs> just come to Nerdicons Pod at, on Instagram and see we, my we work in progress. Yeah, we do. Um, what else? I'm thinking. It was just very like, I mean, besides what's going on in the world politically. Yeah, let's not talk about that because I yeah, I don't think anybody uh, wants to tune into us to hear us talk about it. If you do, sorry, we're not going to talk about it. But we, yeah. we will later be talking about The Mandalorian episode season two, episode two. So yeah. fair warning, that's coming at the end of the episode. Bye. We'll talk. It. We're going to spoil it. Okay. Fair warning. To me, Nerdicon Stinger review. Um, But what I was saying was, besides what everything's going on in the world right now, we just dragged. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like, I mean, it wasn't totally terrible, but it just dragged ass like a dog rubbing it, dragging its ass from coming in outside. Like, you're just like, no, stop it. No. Um, That's kind of like, Kind of how my week was, um, but I uh, I took a half day today at work, and because I wanted to get a kickstart onto my uh, week off, I took a week off uh, this coming week. So, um, fortunately, before my vacation, I get hired to start a part time job at night. So I start tomorrow. And, oh wow! Uh, I gotta yet to see my my schedule. Um. Uh, so there's that. Did I get anything? No, but I did find a car- Marvel Legends Carnage that that uh, <gasps> I really wanted, but I didn't have any cash or money. So my girl was like, "I'll get it for you for Christmas," and she just has it sitting on the kitchen counter. And I keep picking <laughs> up. I go, "Can I have this?" She's like, no, that's for Christmas. So like, but I want it. 
<laughs> so every time I walk by, I'm like, I'm like, can I have this? It's like, no. No, it's for Christmas. And I'm like, but I want it now. <laughs> like, you should but, just look at her um, go, you're not going to give me this till Christmas. Put it somewhere where I can't see it. Yeah, yeah, right? Uh, also, talking to a friend of the show and um, host, uh, uh, co-host of the Geek Out show, Jade, also known as J-Root Toys, on Instagram, uh, he's hooking me up with a Mando Beskar armor black series, so it'll be my second black series figure. I just really like, I mean, I love Boba Fett and I love the Mandalorian. Yeah. And I just, I could never find in the, them in the wild. There's just like, because I don't want to start like ordering Star Wars figures and then now I'm in, 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 in investing in another line. So right. I'm just like, if I find them in the wild, I find them in the wild, but I mean, looking at what happened with the last Mando, never saw him ever. Um, he's like, oh, you know. Right. I got an extra one. So I was like, you can, he's like, I'll sell it to you. I was like, sweet. So, and he's an awesome dude. So shout out to him for hooking me up with a best car Mando. Um, which I guess will be coming soon. I don't know. I'm not worried about it. I can't wait to, hold, to get it though. But I'm um, trying to think of anything else. I was supposed to get some pre-orders from Walmart that were supposed to be delivered today, but my mail person is kind of a lazy ass. I live on the third floor, um, and they like to like mark that they delivered stuff, and when they don't deliver it, and then the next day it'll get delivered, uh, really pisses me off. It's it's always USPS that does that, right? And these people like want to raise the prices. I know that sounded condescending because I said these people, but I don't know them. I'm just saying <laughs> and it's, a blank, it's a blanket statement for USPS because it's the same kind of service all around all the time. Shitty. Um, but I hate it when they do that. The market delivered or the market, oh, cannot gain access to deliver. And I'm like, bullshit. My entranceway is in open air entranceway. You have just yeah. want to walk up three flights of stairs because you want to go home because you were running late. Um, and I've, I've flipped out before. It doesn't make any difference when you call customer service to USPS. They don't care. Um, yeah, at the same time, they feel that they can raise their prices. You know, when usually the quality of service steps up when you raise prices, but no, it's going down. Anyway, that's my rant about USPS. Fuck them. They have no pride in their job. That's what it just takes. Like, no pride in their job. Yeah, I, I mean, I get, I've gotten that from some of them. I mean, the ladies at my post office that I go to regularly to ship stuff, they're, they, they, do the, they do a really good job. I don't really have an issue with my mailman. It's, it's our UPS guy at work that I have an issue with. They're like, they don't even knock on our door anymore. They just take the stuff next door. And I'm like, dude, I got to walk all the way over here. I got to get a hand truck and walk all this stuff over. Yeah. Come on. You know what, though? The USPS mail office uh, by my work in Princeton, they're really good. Like, dealing with them, the mail packages, 
I've never really had a problem. Um, actually, the one by where I live, they're kind of lazy, though, too, because I was like, oh, do you have any of the, the labels so I can put, you know, right, you can just write it on the package, and I'm like, okay, thanks. Um, <clears throat> decided to, like, I just went on for a little drive, and I stopped at Target today, and it's the same situation with every Target employee, and it said they had, like, these Venom figures in stock, and I yeah. wanted to see if, like, anybody needed one, and this girl was like, well, it should be here, and, I mean, if it's not up here, I don't know, it might be in the back, but I don't know, like, um, I don't, like, she was just so trying to get out of going in the back and looking for me, I was like, yeah. well, can you look? And I actually <laughs> met another collector, he's like, looking at her, like, because he was looking at the Legends, and, um, come to find out, he's, like, a big Legends collector, he's got a lot of toy biz, like, he showed me his collection, cool dude, um, his name is Alonzo Craig, uh, he, he, he sounds like a running back in the NFL, oh, dude, he's big, like, a running back in the NFL, dude's, like, he could probably break me in half, but he's a personal trainer at the Edge Fitness Clubs, but, um, big Marvel Legends collector, uh, told him to listen to the show, but he's like, oh, yo, take my number. If you ever want to do some trading or you find something and I find something, we could just, you know, you know, do whatever. I was like, cool. Um, but he's standing there and he's like, uh, I was like, dude, and this is before we start talking, but I was like, isn't it just seem like she just did not want to fucking help me? He's like, yeah, she, he's like, dude, she totally did not want to want to, she's just trying to get out of like, getting out of helping you <laughs> like so then she's like okay well let me get someone that like can go in the back and i'm like thinking you can go in the back what do you mean find someone that could go in the back she must have been new she must have been new um and then the one kid that uh i always run into there who i always ask about gi joe's who always tells me they're street dated um he goes and he looks and he's like oh looking up me goes oh that figure's street dated for the eighth. And I'm like, so what you're telling me is, yeah, we have eight of them, but they're street dated for the eighth. And I'm like, oh, so what you're telling me is you don't want to sell me a product right now. You want me to leave your store and come back in two days and hopefully get what I'm asking for. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry, man. It's just it's street date. I was like, this is ridiculous that, that they street date toys because I know people that have them, like in hand already. They're finding them. I don't know what this street yeah. date crap is. And I was like, I was like, so what you're telling me is, so I could beat the scalpers, beat you and your fellow employees from selling them out of the back of the door. I gotta come here as, on Sunday when you open. Yeah, he's like, I, uh, I just. And I don't want to be negative. It's just I'm I'm just sharing my week, and that's my experience. And it's like dealing with Target and like for toys, street did toys, like uh, toys, toys. Like it's yeah. like it, it's like running through hell with gasoline pants on, man. It's like trying to ice skate uphill. And it's just like like I said in my experience when I worked at Target, and I always worked in all different departments, but at Christmas. I always worked in toys. They always stuck me in toys. 
Christmas because that's obviously the section that needs the most help. Mm-hmm. And we were always told if someone asks for something and it says it's in the back, you go in the back and you find it. And you don't stop looking until you find it. And then you give it to the customer so they can purchase it, purchase it because we're here to make money. You know what I mean? Customer satisfaction. And I'm like, okay. Actually, now at Target, they're called guests. Guests. Yes, guests. I forget. I forget what they used to call uh, being a team buddy or a team. Like, I forget. Like with the with the. I know at Applebee's it was like being an Apple buddy, but Target was something else. Team. Um, team- yeah, team members are being a good, you know, like, you know, whatever their little fucking thing was. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. I partially blame Hasbro for doing these <laughs> exclusive deals with Target. And obviously, Target and their employees don't give a shit. Well, Mattel's getting just as bad. Mattel's getting just as bad because yesterday they announced a bunch of WWE elite figures Mm. and they announced a line for Walmart. They announced a line for target. And then they announced a line for like ringside collectibles. And it's like, okay. And then they announced two like waves 81 and 82 from, from, from that line. And I'm like, but you have a whole target and Walmart wave. And it's like, uh, it's, it's the Funko model. It's the Funko model that, you know, and I, and, and part of me is just like, I, I think this is just pushing collectors to, um, get out of the hobby or just refocus on something else. I mean, yeah. that's just me. And we talk about this a lot. We talk this, we talk about this ad nauseum so i don't know yeah Yeah. but then um i he i was like well do you have any gi joes he goes i think we do so we scanned the things because yeah it says we have four in the back and then uh alonzo was like yeah can you go look because like you know a couple of us would want some because he also collects gi joe and um yeah these are the ones i asked for about a month ago and then they said they're street dated and then for November, so then he came back, and it's only the 6th, you know? And I forget yeah. when he said the street date was. I think it was later than the 6th. I think it was, like, the 12th or something like that for a street date for it. He goes, yeah, um, yeah, bad news. Um, They're not there, so I guess they've been bought. And I'm like, I told this kid if I come back in November and they're all gone, I'm calling corporate. I haven't called corporate yet, but... It's not going to do anything anyway, but it just pisses me off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know what the street date crap's about. And then the Walmart by me, it's just, it's it's either trashed or all empty. No new legends. No G.I. Joes. Those Ghostbuster figures are peg warmers. So are all the He-Mans, because probably everybody that wanted them has them. So it's nothing yeah. but He-Man and Skeletor. <clears throat> on the pegs and it's just like i don't even it's a waste of time going to walmart by me um i don't know i'm just kind of burnt out from trying to look and just coming up empty-handed 
And I don't want to hear, oh, well, COVID, and they had to push things back. Because I go on Instagram, and there's guys hunting in stores, and their targets and Walmarts, and there's, like, a plethora of all the Black Series Ahsokas and Clone Troopers and Marvel Legends, Venomized, and G.I. Joe. And, like, it's like... Yeah. I mean... Uh, and then they just say, well, you're not working hard enough. No, no, I'm working hard because I have a 9-to-5 job. Because I have people yeah. in my house I have to feed. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, an essential employee, so I have to work. You know, I have to go to my job. And it's like, uh, and that's funny, too, is like I started lifting up the bottom thing. And the dude was like, for real? I was like, oh, yeah, these scalpers and stuff like that and some other collectors will throw them under here. You know, I found so many figures under here. And if it's something I didn't need, I just put it back on the back on the peg. He goes, that's crazy. I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't do that. He goes, oh, I mean, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't look down on you if you did. I was like, no, I don't do that. That's a scumbag move. Like, but I'll go around looking under the shelves for the people that do do it to ruin their day to either buy the figure they put under there or put it back on the peg so someone else could buy it. Yeah. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> but uh, other than that, um, yeah, this week just dragged. Like a, like a dog dragging its ass across the carpet from coming, you know, from back in from outside. And you're like, damn it. Um, it just, it just dragged its feet. It was just slow and agonizing. I didn't think today would come. Well, that's also another reason why I kind of like cut my day short is because it's like, let's just get this over with fast. Yeah. And they're kind of encouraged because like we're running out of a lot of stuff to do. Because we did a lot of our major projects. So now it's like kind of like making up busy work, and they're like put a lot of them, a lot of the my like bosses and stuff are get or my boss and stuff are getting like pushed uh, to uh, get us to take some of our vacation time, you know, because a lot of us like have way over the amount of days we we can carry over, like so they're trying to push us to like, hey, take your time, you know, go ahead, yeah. go on vacation. So, um, so I did. And for the first year this year, I will actually, in almost 20 years, uh, I always told myself, oh, I should do what everybody else does and take off. Because for Christmas, it's like you come in for two days and then you're off and then you come in for a day and then you're off for the holidays. I'm like, I should just take that whole, you know, two weeks off and only use like maybe three days of my bundle time. Yeah. Because they give you so many days off for the holiday and just have like a two week vacation and only use three days. So the first time in 20 years, I finally put in for it. So it was like, ah, you know, that guy's got a family and kids like, let him have that to all that time. Like I won't put, cause you know, only a certain amount of people can put in before they just start denying everybody. Like, no, we need people actually here to do the job. <clears throat> but this year I went, fuck it. And I put it in. So I look forward to that, but yeah, all that bitching and moaning, Russ. Ah, <laughs> uh, my week wasn't bad. I didn't get anything. I did pre-order the Death Watch Mandalorian. Sweet, I, dude. You know what, man? You gotta have to start taking videos and pictures of well, the collection just that, to send me. I don't care if anybody else sees it, but I just want to live vicariously through you. Well, the thing is, all my stuff's on pre-order. 
yeah. Oh, I mean, as you get it, and then I'll I'll have a nice little collection, and I'll print out the pictures of your collection <laughs> on your shelving, and I'll pretend it's mine. Well, I need to get better shelving, so I do I'll need I, I do need that. Uh, I don't want to get it detox. I don't want glass. I'm I'm looking at these little twenty dollar like acrylic cases that you can put them in. Yeah, but I mean, I just yeah, a detox. How many are you gonna buy all those things? <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, hey, I mean, it's your, you know what? It's your shit, your collection. You displayed how you want. <laughs> Uh well my my collection's not permanently displayed right now so that's the thing. Yeah 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 I got you I got you I just I'm so on the detoff train like anybody's like I want to display my figures it's like, detoff and they're like what detoff get a detoff. Well <laughs> like, see I, I can't I can't afford the shipping from IKEA. Well, there's no IKEA anywhere near you. Uh it's about four hours away. Uh. Yeah, check out how, uh, <clears throat> how I got my detox. Detox. Um, I just like saying it. Um, I honestly went to Facebook Marketplace and a guy was selling two of them for like less than the price of two brand new or one brand new. I hate I hate Facebook. <clears throat> I, I can't well, uh, I can't tell you how much I hate Facebook Marketplace. It, you deal with a lot of weirdos, but this was cool. Like. And, you know, I, it was a deal. Like, I couldn't – I had to drive an hour and a half, two hours away to the Jersey Shore to get them. But it was a deal. It, like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe it costed me, like, $10 in gas, which saved me, you know – Yeah, because my Ikea is, like, a ways away, too. And, like, order ship it, it's pain. So, like well, – What I should have done is had a Pier 1 close, and they had a bunch of glass cabinets for sale. I sh- when they were uh, selling fixtures, I should have gone mm. and bought one of those, but mm. I didn't because I wasn't making any money. But yeah, my closest IKEA is Charlotte. Oh wow, that's a three-hour drive for me. And then the next nearest is Woodbridge, Virginia, which is a four-hour drive for me. Yeah, well, well, like I said, marketplace. Yeah, you deal with some weirdos, but you could get some good deals. But but the problem is I don't think anybody near me has detoffs. No. Because of the location of IKEAs. Oh, well they just have gun racks. Probably. Um <laughs> but no, I, I actually was pre ordering that when I was talking to you a minute ago. Uh the the, the I, I I've I found some nice cabinets on um Walmart.com. That I think would work good. Some nice china cabinets, but I just haven't bought them yet. They're like two hundred and fifty bucks, but mm. it's like you know six shelves. They're they're the size of two detoffs, and, mm. and they're sturdy wood, um, framing. So I don't know. I, I'll I'll figure it out. I don't I don't really have the space right now. And if I were to order something like that and bring it downstairs, my wife would be like, "Where is that? Where'd you get that from? Where's that money coming from?" Where does that come? Where, how, what, what is that? And why do you need it? Um, cause I'm trying to get rid of stuff. Cause she's like, well, it doesn't look like you've gotten rid of anything. I'm like, well, I have gotten rid of a lot. So, um, mm. which I did, I did ship some more stuff. Um, I, I just don't, I, I think sometimes women don't understand unless they're collectors. 
themselves or like grew up with it or like are interested in something like that. I don't think, but I think most, most females, I mean, I, I don't mean to generalize. Maybe some other guys don't get, maybe some males don't just don't really get the collecting thing. Like, they yeah, don't, like, I mean, I don't get it sometimes either. So, um, and, and I get rid of it. Stuff. Yeah. It's, sometimes I just look at it. And I'm like, this is stuff that I don't need, but I just have to have. Um, but no, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm still contemplating how to get rid of a lot of stuff and what to do with some stuff. It's, you know, yeah, it's, it's very tedious. Cause I, I, in order to not confuse myself with what I've sold and not mm. to like overwhelm myself with shipping costs, mm. I, I don't put a lot up at a time. Like I put up like five, three to five things at a time. Um, and that, that takes a while to start selling stuff. Um, and, and well, yeah, you, you gotta stop doing the free, the free shipping thing. I know it's a, it, and it's incentive for people to buy from you so you could sell it faster, but I've got burned with doing the free shipping crap to where it's like, nah, nah, sorry. I'm losing too much money shipping you this, especially after eBay and or Macari takes their little slice. I'm like, nope. You know what? Like, cause I just, I just sold uh, the Hot Toys Baby Groot. And I was like, I'm charging twenty bucks. I don't care. And it, for some reason, I sell to a lot of people in California. So even like the price that like I was selling comics at, it would yeah. cost me more than what I charge. You know, I might lose a dollar. You know, then, but it's just it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I get it, and I just it's just. I don't know. I just, I just want to get it out and I don't know. I don't know. That's how I feel about my comics since I decided to sell them all. Like I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm like listening to them very slowly at a time, but it's such a pain in the butt, but it's the only alternative I have because like I said, in the last couple of shows, if I go to a comic shop with all those Spider-Man comics, whether they're worth thousands of dollars or worth like a couple hundred dollars, they're going to offer me an insulting price. Right. Because, I mean, they're in the make they you know what I mean? It's like pawn shops would offer you more money, but, um, you know, so that's my only alternative, Macari and eBay. And it's a pain. Like, it's I mean, just not, it's like, ugh. I mean, my problem is I, I buy this stuff and I'm like, oh, this is definitive for my collection. And then it's like I get to the point where it's like, oh, wow, I don't really want this anymore. But um, no, I, I mean, I, I've got pre-orders on. I, I've got a I've got I'm I'm going to have a bunch of Mandalorians. Uh, I'm going to have the Mando himself, two two versions of it. Um, I'm going to have Boba. I have Boba. I'm I'm gonna have a heavy Mando. I'm gonna have the Death Watch Mando, and I'm gonna have Django. So I've got Mandalorians coming up out of my up up to my eyeballs, um, as yeah, well. They're as, all hot toys, and like you look like it's hard not to look at them and be like dissatisfied. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know what I mean? They're so cool. You know what I mean? And it's just like yeah, you know like. But and I finally think- got a weekend. I finally got a weekend off, where we don't have oh, much nice. or anything to do. So I might actually 
crack open this Mando hot toy that I've I got, I've been that's been sitting here for like four weeks. Oh um, my god! I can't believe you still haven't opened that. You were looking forward to that thing so bad. Oh, well. I know, I know. It's just life, man. Life gets in the way, and it's hard to do stuff. It does. And, and but and my, it, my question. Mm-hmm. Go for Sorry. it. No, but my question for you with your last uh, statement, um, do you feel like when you're saying like, oh, you know, you buy something and like this is going to be definitive for my collection and then a couple months later, or a year later, you're like, eh. Do you think maybe that also has to do with like oversaturation of the same type of stuff? Like, you know, you go and you go, this is going to be my definitive Ninja Turtles. And then next thing you know, you turn around and there's five companies pumping out just as even awesome it's not a word but awesomer or just as awesome uh turtles and it's like oh maybe this one isn't so definitive because that's awesome you know do you think maybe it's like lately it's oversaturation of stuff It's it's possible it's also like distance you know people say distance makes the heart grow fonder well distance is kind of making me uninterested like we were talking, like I had all these Marvel statues, these PVC statues, and then I'm going to my FYE, and there's this awesome War Machine statue from uh, Endgame, and I'm like, mm-hmm. that movie was almost two years ago, um, and I'm like, I I I have no desire to add this to my collection. And, yeah, I mean, when it comes you know, to Marvel, it, I feel like the hype's over. it's like with and i think with marvel too a lot of stuff is it's just like um well okay it's the delay it like you know they they timed the mandalorian pretty good because Mm. he you pre-ordered when season one came out and he shipped when season two came out okay well we're going to, we don't even have a pre-order for Black Widow right now. But they're going to give us a pre-order right before the movie comes out. And then when's it going to ship? 2024? You know, three years and, later? You and, know, and, and you still haven't got all the pre-orders from <laughs> Endgame yet. No, we're still, wait- <laughs> you think we're still about waiting it. on Gamora and Nebula. I think Nebula's out. I don't even know. But That's it's like, no, but you know, I think, I think, you know, when you delay that, I think what the diamond statues were is like, they were ready to go a lot mm-hmm. of them when that movie hit. Yeah. And I, under, I understand Marvel not wanting to, you know, spoil the movie with their product. Because Bunko spoiled Civil War for a lot of people. Because you would yeah. go buy a Civil War Funko and then you look at the back and you're like, oh, there's a giant man Funko pop. Oh, yeah. Le- I didn't know we were getting that. Yeah, Lego has a habit of doing that too. So I get, I get that. I understand that. But I, I think Hot Toys has been offered something right now I, I i think COVID's kind of a blessing in disguise for them not mm. and obviously people i'm not saying it's terrible that all the people have died from this and people are getting sick from this but for a manufacturing <clears throat> standpoint, 
somebody like Hot Toys that's like, okay, these movies have been seriously delayed. We can announce this product, and then bam, the product hits the hits the consumer when the movie's coming out and they're excited for it, you know. But then they're putting themselves in a pickle because, oh wow, now they're going to expect this. Oh crap! So I kind of get mm. why they're not doing it, but it, you know. I kind of wish there was a U.S. competitor that, or or GameStop would step up and say, "Hey, we're going to carry Hot Toys," and uh-huh. or and, you know just just so the product's timely and on the shelves. You know that that's that's uh-huh. part of what's you know annoying me. Um, and yeah, and I'm like used to it because in with 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 wrestling figures, it was like usually six months to a year after. After the like, like somebody would debut that they would get an elite figure, or oh wow, that's some cool gear they've got. Now I'm going to get an elite figure about a six months to a year later. So you think I would be used to it, but honestly, that got annoying, and it's kind of getting annoying with uh, with Hot Toys to uh, to an extent. But I I get it. I get what they're oh. trying, what they're doing. It's they're making a lot of money because they're not spending a lot. If you know what yeah, I, mean. I mean, and it's a Hong Kong based company. There's a lot of toy stores in Hong Kong. that sell hot toys, but I've seen pictures of like Toys R Us in Japan, and they carry hot toys in Toys R Us in Japan. Well, yeah, so, I mean, I'm sure I'm, Walmart. If there was a Walmart, the Walmart equivalent and Target's equivalent over in Japan probably carry this stuff. It's Probably. just, and and definitely GameStop's equivalent. But why why wouldn't get somebody like GameStop look at this and say, "All right, we're struggling. We need something to jazz up our, you know, jazz up our stores." You know, well, I know, I know there were some Disney stores that were getting some hot toys because they had them on their site. They had hot toys selling on their site. You know, and they were getting the Cos babies. I don't know if they still are, but they. I don't know. I don't have a Disney store. Cos babies. Nearest Disney store yeah. is two hours away from me. Yeah, I think the nearest Disney store for me is either in Freehold or Pennsylvania. I don't yeah. know where the local Disney store is for me now. Because I mean, they're making oh. diamonds, making exclusive figures for Disney stores. They're making Star Wars figures for Disney stores. Yeah, and that Boba Fett looks awesome. And so does the um, Darth Maul. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I dig. I mean, back to my week. I mean, I I, I continued watching F is for Family. Uh, working my way through that. Mm. You know, it's like you know, if I get five episodes in a week, I'm I'm good. Um, Mass Singer. Um. Uh, Watched a lot of news this week just because it was fascinating television. Um, but other than that, not much going on here. Um, I can't think of anything I watched now that I thought, thinking about it. Um, me and my girl watched the most recent um, episodes of Superstore, and they're really geared to like uh, America Ferrara leaving the show. So yeah. The second episode was a little sad. Um, what else did I watch? Some 
an American Pie like all girl movie, and it was really it was like it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. But um, you know, it, it's not really worth watching. It was entertaining for I guess for a little bit, and then um, me and my girlfriend because we never finished it, and the one actress from um, the play Stormfront in The Boys. We started watching it a couple of years ago, and we liked it, but we just never finished it. Um, but she's one of the stars in the show called You're the Worst. And yeah, it's so, heard of that I show. forgot. Uh, I forgot how funny that show is. Because the main character is, like, this British, like, author in L.A., and he's very, like, against relationships, and she's kind of like his, like, female counterpart, and they meet, and they kind of have this, like, they kind of, I guess you could say they start falling for each other, but they don't want to admit it. And, like, it's just, like, a fun, like, F-buddy type right. situation they have. And, like, she's hilarious. He's hilarious. And then he's got a roommate that doesn't pay rent, but he's a army vet with PTSD. So he just lets him live there for free called Edgar. And he's, like, the funniest, sweetest dude ever. And um, it's such a great, I forgot how, what a great show that is it's called you're the worst it's so funny um what else um oh halloween we have a tradition um because we didn't do it oh we watched this movie called uh fun size which is it's just a fun cute little movie that we watch every halloween and it's like a straight up halloween movie like it's about yeah you know, a night, one night in Halloween with this girl, and she's supposed to watch her little brother, and she loses him. But uh, did I watch anything else? No, because I, I, I mean, besides Mandalorian, but we're gonna be Marvel stingering that review at the end of the show. But other than that, and it will you know, be full of spoilers. It. So this is your second warning. <clears throat> oh, chock full of spoilers. Um. <laughs> um, but I mean, my family watched Hocus Pocus. I hate that movie. Sorry, I'm sorry if that's oh, sacrilege to some people. I absolutely despise that movie. I cannot watch that movie. I hate <laughs> Bette Midler. I hate Sarah Jessica Parker. I cannot watch any of their movies. They both annoy the ever-loving crap out of me. The only time Bet I liked Bette Midler was when she was on Seinfeld. Um. Mm. And Kramer was her personal assistant, um, but I, I just can't. I just can't watch that movie. It's it's so bad, and and I know that's like sacrilege to a lot of people. And it's like I don't care. Oh yeah, there's people that love it. like my probably hate Christmas like, Story, and I love it. Yeah, my my girl, my girl right now would be like, "You're not allowed to do a podcast with him anymore." But no, <laughs> uh, yeah, we we watched that movie, and I literally have not seen that movie since it was on VHS when it came out on VHS my parents rented it I mean I guess that's how much it showed how I liked it because I, I literally it's the second time I've watched it was like last week or a couple weeks ago for Halloween it was alright I don't see what was so what's so great about it but yeah, I, I, I'm, my kids watched the trailer for the uh, Lego Star Wars holiday special they thought it was the greatest thing ever um, <laughs> yeah, one and day, then, and then the next day, I, and then the next day after, I came home and they're watching like Lego Jurassic World stuff on Netflix, and I'm like, oh, oh. You should, you should uh, find a stream uh, 
the original Star Wars holiday special and see what they think then. Uh, I don't even know. If I <laughs> Yeah. Uh, terrible. Why that's not on Disney Plus, I'll never know. Um, <laughs> well, it's I mean, they own the Muppets. They own they own the Muppets too. So why why aren't the I, I wish Disney Plus had some of the old Muppet shows from when I was a kid on there. Oh uh, yeah, the Muppet Show and then the the movies. Oh, movies are hilarious. Oh yeah, our our one of our our ind- our little independent theater, which is. A little old, just playhouse downtown. Well, near downtown, they're doing the Muppets Take Manhattan uh, later in November, and I'm like, oh, we should really go see that. Oh, um, that'd be cool. Even but, the Muppet Christmas Carol is good. Well, what was the Muppets from Space? That was the one with like Hulk Hogan in it and stuff. I was like, oh, this is this is funny. I remember being <laughs> in my twenties and. I, I can't remember what came out that weekend, but somebody was like, are we going to watch this movie? I was like, no, because I was managing movie theater then. And they're like, well, you know, in Thursday nights, we watch the new movies. And they were like, well, what are we going to watch? I was like, we're watching Muppets from Space. And there everybody's like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny is like in my uh, early 20s, I, I watched some of those Muppet movies from my when I was a kid. And there's so much. Um, adult innuendos in there and I always like I remember my dad dying laughing when I was a kid and me not getting it but you know when you're little you laugh because your parents are laughing too and you're like ah yeah and like they know that you don't get it but like you know when you're older and you watch it you're like oh that's the family thing my biggest well it's like Shrek uh yeah I don't don't really like Shrek I know well you may not like Shrek but I mean, there's tons of like adult humor in that movie. But my, I mean, my biggest example of like the first time really noticing that is like when I watched the Ninja Turtles movie, the nine, 1990 movie again, when I was um, older, because I never understood why Casey Jones got mad at Donatello. Um, and when he was like, oh, you're close phobic he goes what'd you say he's like do you want to sock in the mouth i never looked at another man <laughs> i never understood that <laughs> until i watched it when i was older and that's like my best example of like oh yeah you know you're not not getting it. i was like oh he was called he thought casey's so stupid he thought he was calling him a homophobic <laughs> and yeah like, or a homosexual <laughs> and he's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's like that one example of that. It's like, you don't know, you don't get it. But then when you're older, then you're like, Oh, um, they don't do that a lot lately anymore. Do they like, well, we don't notice it. We don't notice it. Cause we get the humor now. Yeah, that's probably true. Like, um, I mean, I mean, it, it's pretty funny what your kids pick up on. I mean, yeah, it always seems the, the the next generation is always a little bit smarter. But then again, they had so much more access to things. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, well, and know, we're they, like me and my wife do do what we can to limit our kids' access. Like, um, like my oldest just started playing Fortnite, and it's not like he's on it all the time. He has like a certain amount of time of video games that he could play, and he can either play that or he could play Zelda. And he most of the time chooses to play Zelda. 
um, like they only get a certain like over a weekend, over three days from when they get home from school on Friday till Sunday they go to bed, or Sunday I tell them to turn off the TV, or they they only get like four hours maybe of video game time. Mm-hmm. And and my daughter is is a binger. She is a binge watcher. She will just put on a TV show and just sit there and watch it. Uh, <laughs> we've watched through the Thundermans at least three times. We watched. I don't know how many times we've watched through every episode of Teen Titans Go. We've watched through Jesse a number of times on the Disney Channel. We've gone through bunked a couple times she's now going through for, i think at least her third time ricky nicky dicky and dawn mm-hmm. um on nickelodeon which i'm like well there's a 10 year old five i think that's what he what his name was in uh umbrella academy uh but the the younger one whatever i can't remember his name the one that's always in the in the school uniform yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in that show. And I'm like, oh, that's because I was what we were watching it the first time. I was like, why does that kid look so familiar? And then I looked him up. I was like, oh, they can't watch that. Okay. <laughs> but so she she does that, and like every now and then she'll just go through and watch all three Descendants movies. Then she'll watch Zombies afterwards. Those, those well, I mean, musicals. I'm sure we were the same way. I mean, I remember, but the, actually, like we're the same way, but different. I think our generation because we didn't have that instant click a button and you could watch them all, right? But like, I remember, like, I remember watching that Ninja Turtles movie for like weeks straight every day. But for me, it was like I really had to love it, yeah, to do that. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, we also like said so you can't. We couldn't binge like cartoons because you had to wait till like after school or Saturday mornings. You know, and right. that's it. You know, um, but I remember wear, wearing sort of, like VHS VHSs out. Like, I mean, people bag on the original Superman movie now, but I loved that movie when I was a kid. And I think a lot of it too is like when you know, you, I find myself doing that less and less now. Yeah. Rewatching the same thing, but oh, trying I to put myself. Hmm? Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> like I, I need some time between things to watch something again. Yeah, like, like I can't watch it back to back over and over again. Um, you know, I have to like, you know, I'll, I might watch if I watch a movie again, it have to be like a year or more. Um. Unless I really love it, and then it's like, you know, maybe a month later, like, oh, I really want to watch that again. Um, but uh, I was thinking, like, trying to put myself into that, like, childlike mind. I think it's also because, you know, you want to watch it over and over again because you get so, like, into it and you want to be in that world, well, like, your imagination. I, I forget where I heard this from. But somebody said, no, the kids want regularity. They, they, they want predictability. They know how mm-hmm. this ends. They want to, they want, they want that comfort of seeing mm-hmm. something they like end the way they like. 
um, over and over and over again. Like I, I'm like with you. I I didn't wear out VHSs, but I, I watched Star Wars a lot. I watched uh, Batman a lot. I watched Ninja Turtles a lot. Those were those were my go tos. But I didn't oh, yeah. watch them like like over and over again. Like like my wife like will watch. Um, like she'll just start like. I don't, she's watched the babysitters club on Netflix. Like at least she's binged through that at least four times. See, I and, couldn't, I, and I'm I like, again, watch a series back to back, like the same thing back to back. And it's like, she doesn't, she, she'll, she'll go watch like 13 going on 30 or, or, you know, movies that I'm like, I'm just like, why are you watching this again? Watch something new. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to watch a sense and sensibility. I, 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 we, we don't watch TV together because of that reason. And I, I just, I've overwhelmed myself with like, what do I start with? Where do I go? You know, mm. I'm trying to find the motivation to watch new stuff. Um, so, you know, it's like, I, I'm like all this FX stuff on Hulu. I was like, I can watch justified. Which I've been meaning to do since I watched The Mandalorian last week, which we will be spoiling episode two at the end of this episode. So just just bear with us. Um, well, um, well, that show I mentioned earlier, You're the Worst, was an FX show, and it's on Hulu. So yeah, you know, don't watch it around the kids, but you know, late at right. night. Right? No, 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 no. I don't watch anything. I don't watch like my wife gets upset with them. Cause she'll start watching stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like she started the social dilemma, uh, 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 uh documentary. Mm. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm trying to watch this that you told me to watch. I was like, why are you doing that with the kids around? You're not going to be able to pay attention to this. Oh, and I'm like, you can't watch anything with them around because all they do is yell and scream and ask you questions about something they just saw. I'm like, but I why? haven't seen this. Don't ask me a question. Well, my girl, my my girl, asks me questions. <laughs> like, I, like, uh, even if stuff like I've never seen, I'm like, I don't know. I've never seen this. Watch, <laughs> like. I don't know. She just has to know. She'll spoil stuff for herself. Like we started watching Haunt, a haunting of Blair House or whatever. And no, well that's what I know. She didn't do that. But let's say it was this because she's done this with other series. She has to know how it ends, so she'll Google it. Like the second episode, I was like, I just have to know. I'm like, yeah, you you can know by watching it that you're taking so much of the enjoyment out of it. But, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't get it. And, and it's like, she's, she's talking about, she, she really likes watching descendants over and over again with, with our daughter. I was like, well, what do you like? She's like, oh, I just like the idea of these characters being expanded upon and their kids. I was like, well then let's, let's go watch once upon a time on, you know, on or whatever it's on. That that mm. show that was on ABC that was supposed that was a knockoff of Fables, uh, the comic book, which was which is excellent, um, because that's fairy tale characters in the real world and they're like trying to figure it out. She's like, oh, I don't want to watch that. I was like, okay, this <laughs> is exactly what you want. Let's watch to Lost like or something like that. She was like, it's like she, uh, let's watch Lost. She's like, eh, I don't want to take the time to do that. It's like, 
Well, then what, 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 why, why are we even bothering? <laughs> I mean, I mean, <clears throat> seriously. Yeah. I, and it's funny is I, I find myself, there's only very few movies like I can religiously like go back to and watch like maybe like now it's like yearly. Well, especially when my, like, cause she doesn't like the same, a lot of the same stuff I do, but like I find myself as I'm older, there's certain things that like, I want that. I guess it's like you said, a comforting or security feeling or yeah. I just like you fall. I. It's more with like reading stuff. Like there's very few books that like I can read over and over again, where I've read more than like five times. And it's just like, I, I got so invested in, in that world and being in that world that like you kind of miss that world. Um, uh, let's see battle Royale which is kind of, it's messed up. Um, but it's a great book. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of it. No, they I know, I know it's the hunger games. Yeah, basically, I mean, they've accused the author of hunger games of ripping this book off, which oh, that, it, can, it, she totally did. She totally ripped that book off. She totally ripped, ripped off the condemn with stone cold, Steve Austin. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I remember that movie too. Uh, that movie's yeah. awesome. I don't care what anybody says. No, that 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 movie. I actually enjoyed that movie, and I kind of was like, "Where's another Steve Austin movie, dude?" Yeah, <laughs> like, how, how did Steve Austin not take off after this? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, it got a sequel, but it didn't have Steve. It's gotten a couple sequels, but Steve Austin's not in any of them. Yeah, I mean, after that movie, I was like, "All right, Arnold's replacement." Reaction movies, and it just, I don't know, maybe his knee was just too bad after that. I don't know. But, yeah, like, there's very few books that I can, like, do that with. Well, I, and I find that it's books. Um, it's Battle Royale, I, and one that I haven't because I have to rebuy. Like, I, I lent it out and never got it back, but the six-volume Akira novel. That's something I could reread and reread over again. There's sometimes where I like I finish it and I'm like, I, I want to read that again right now. And then um, Ready Player One. Yeah. Uh, that's another one I like can reread over and over again. And um, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. And that's that one is one of the few few books I've read. Oh, there's another one, but. There's a few books I've read where the movie's just as good as the book, even though there's slight differences. Um, and then the other one that I love, and this one is like the chick flick for guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like the chick flick, the equivalent of a chick flick, but it's for guys, is high fidelity. Because, yeah. like, I've tried, I've, like, female friends and my girlfriend, I've tried watching it with them, and they hate it. Um... <laughs> And John Cusack movie. Yeah. Um, the did you bo- did the you book... did you watch the Zoe Kravitz on Hulu version? I, I tried, and I'm just like, no, like get it off. Like I don't know. It's just like, why did it's that was like something they didn't have to make. I don't get why they made that. Um, and it's weird, is because her mom was in. High Fidelity. Like her mom was in High Fidelity. Lisa Bonet. I, I don't. I yeah. never watched High Fidelity. I had a roommate. 
I had a roommate that watched it all the time, and I was just like, I'm annoyed with this. You are annoyed. I could see that. I could see that. But it's it's actually a really good movie. Um, I, I'm not I, saying I guess, it's not. I just... Well, I always... I. I always equivalent most John Cusack movies as uh, or equate John Cusack movies as chick flick for guys. Because when you're depressed or like you get broken up with or something didn't work work out for a girl, you're like, I'm gonna go. I even posted that one time on Facebook, and like a bunch of girls laughed at me, and they're like, I think you're totally right. I was like, Oh man, I just got dumped. This sucks. I'm depressed. I'm gonna go watch some John Cusack movies. Even even 2012. No, no, I mean the 80s one, <laughs> like Say Anything and Better Off Dead and like all those high fidelities probably. How, how do you know. feel about Serendipity? That movie's actually kind of romantic, anyway. <laughs> and it's Kate Be- Beckinsale, dude, like, who doesn't want to see him with Kate Beckinsale? Like, come on. Uh but yeah, I mean John Cusack. I mean Gross Point Blank. I mean it's just like they're chick flicks for guys. Like you know what I mean? It's like one of those John Cusack movies, especially his '80s films, are like it's so. What's the word I'm looking for without being vulgar? I can't I think of one. It, it's just so sappy. Yeah. And rooms, okay. Like you know what I mean? And, but it's like. You shouldn't like it, but it's definitely like it. You could be a guy and watch it and not feel like like you're. Being I'm going through like my head and trying to figure out how many John Cusack movies I've actually seen. I mean, you mentioned say anything, but and that's a Cameron Crowe movie. Aren't all his movies like that though? Like, no. Um. Two. Well, I think they might have been made by the same person, but there's uh. Oh, what is the name of it? Because Demi it was one of Demi Moore's first movies. Something Summer. It's the same person that made Better Off Dead. And they're like a little weird. But it's not Cameron Crowe. At least I don't think it's Cameron Crowe. Um, but they're funny. But they're weird. Like they're a little they're a little weird. Um, but I think it's also playing on perspective. Like I'll never forget seeing the uh especially when you're older and looking back on stuff when he's in high school and he gets asked to go to the in better off dead to do a math problem at the chalkboard and he walks up to the chalkboard and all of a sudden the chalkboard's like a mile like big like and tall and you're like <laughs> and it's like this exaggerated like <clears throat> but like you relate to it because it felt like you were like oh my god i'm in front of the class in front of the board having to do this like yeah it, i don't know it's just it's hilarious. Um, oh yeah. yeah, I mean Cameron Crowe. Cameron Crowe's the king of those movies. Say anything, singles, Jerry Maguire, Almost Famous, Vanilla Sky, Elizabeth Town. We bought a zoo, Aloha. Now he's doing a series on Showtime. Oh yeah, mm. I forgot who did Better Off Dead, and uh, I forget the name of the the movies. Summer, summer. Summer break? No, what is the name of that movie? And he's a he's like a high school cartoonist, and he goes away on vacation to a vacation spot in the summer with his family, and Demi Moore is there, and he has a thing with Demi Moore, like falls for Demi Moore. 
It was like one of her first movies. She's so young in it. Um, I just remember these little girls keep sneaking up on people and scaring them. And someone says, hey, you know, you keep doing that. And someone comes up and scares you. Your face is going to freeze that way. And then, like, the person scares the girls in the rest of the movie. Their faces are frozen that way. And they're so, like, hard to look at. Um, so we got her breakthrough with St. Elmo's Fire. Then it was okay, about yeah. last night and One Crazy Summer. That's it. One Crazy Summer. I said it was one of her first movies. Because um, she wasn't like 100% famous at that time yet. St. Elmo's Fire. St. Elmo's Fire was her breakthrough. St. Elmo's Fire. I remember my mom watching that movie over and over again all the time. And like, I didn't realize until I was older how boring that movie is. Like, so you know, I, I will say this. I will say this about the Hughes movies. A lot of the John Hughes movies, they are mm. classics. They are classics in storytelling. But, but man, you know, they are they 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 are they do not hold, a lot of I'm I'm probably and it's probably sacrilege to say it, but they don't really hold up all that well into the into into the next decades. You know, it's like oh, they're very much like of the time products of the time. Yeah. Because I don't honestly, by the time I got to high school, like with like Breakfast Club, by the time I got to high school, they didn't do detention like that. They didn't even really do detention. It was in school. Like you got in school, like or yeah. out of like or out of school suspension. There, no one really did detention because no teachers wanted to stay after school. Like so, like to that, that to me was like, you know, you've heard of detention. You know, it's you're in trouble if you get detention. But like, you know, by that time, that was like so foreign to me detention um but um yeah his his movies although some things are can be related like relatable are such a product of the time like you really like you had to grow up or be around in the 80s to appreciate them especially if you were in high school in the 80s yeah. um, i mean they're fun to watch for nostalgic purposes but I, oh, i'm just like sure. And then, and what it's always fun to do is watch all the John Hughes movies, and then mm. go watch Dogma, Kevin Smith movies, because mm-hmm. it's like Jay and Silent Bob. We're looking for this I, where John all the John Hughes movies take place because there's no drug dealers. Somebody needs to deal some drugs. <laughs> it's probably one of the few Kevin Smith jokes I actually enjoy. Um. <clears throat> Well, yeah, maybe we should do like a '80s John Cusack retrospective and review like all those '80s John Cusack movies. I I'd be down for an '80s retrospective just to go mm. like look at Pretty in Pink or Sixteen Candles and some of those movies, just with a a you know, or or even just to do Cameron Crow movies. See, um, when I was younger, like a kid, like when I was a little kid, Sixteen Candles didn't appeal to me, and then I watched it. And didn't realize, like, yeah, it's kind of, like, geared for females because of Molly Ringwall. And which was weird, too, is when I was younger, I, I didn't think Molly Ringwall was attractive. When I got older, I, I realized how cute she was. Um, but uh, I didn't realize how funny Sixteen Candles was <laughs> until I was older. Because everything went over my head in that movie. But, like, I didn't realize how funny it was until I was older. Like, Sixteen Candles is such a funny movie. 
automobile, which I don't think you can get away with doing that. People get that's racist. Well, I mean, stereotype. Like Ferris Bueller's Day Off holds up. Hmm. That's an interesting one from the '80s that holds up. Yeah, that's one I've seen a lot. Like Uh, a John Hughes movie. (laughs) Oh, oh, it's funny. Is like talking about that. Um, in um, in that show, uh, you're you're. Oh, I just you're the worst. You're the worst. The author and his roommate are trying to watch uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And the author's like, do you know who the, the the villain is of this movie? And Edgar's like, it's the principal. He goes, no. And then he's like, it's this person. He goes, no. He's like, Cameron's the villain. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think you'll get a kick. If you watch that show, give it a chance. But like, he goes on this whole, this whole thing about why Cameron is the villain in well, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's just a, that's just a takeoff of... Um... Barney Stinson on How I Met Your Mother and his his theory on why uh, Daniel LaRusso was the villain in Karate Kid. Oh, uh, you know, and I think they stole that from that YouTube video, which is hilarious and which I also think kind of like, I think inspired them to make Cobra Kai. And it's this whole like kind of like PSA or like thing pointing out like why... He's the bit why Danny LaRusso is actually the villain of the story and something is like, and it's hilarious. If I could find the video, I'm sure you, you had to have seen it. It's been so, around on the internet. Forever. I would, I would, I would go as far to say, I, I might be willing to do with you, Carl, a John Hughes retrospective. Cause we could start with Mr. Mom. Then you've got oh, national lampoons, movie. national lampoons vacation. 16 Candles, The Breakfast Club, European Vacation, Weird Science, Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller, Some Kind of Wonderful, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, She's Having a Baby, The Great Outdoors, Uncle Buck, Christmas Vacation, Home Alone, Career Opportunities, Dutch, Curly Sue, Home Alone, Beethoven, Home Alone 2, Dennis the Menace, Beethoven's Sigma, and we're getting Besides into 101 Dalmatians, movie. Flubber. Besides, I think we should stick to 80s movies with, uh, uh, with him. But um, Yeah, because I don't really want to watch Drill Bit Taylor or oh, The no, Vacation. That... Oh, wait, he just came up with characters. Okay. All right. How, how does he have upcoming projects? I thought John Hughes was dead. Oh, John, yeah, um, John just passed in 2009. Yeah. How does he have an upcoming project? Well, he's probably got so many scripts and stuff, dude. I mean, like, we could do some 90s, too, in there. I don't know. Really thinking about all of those, like, movies you rattled off that are from the 80s, like, are, like, staple 80s movies. And they all, and, like, you, you talk about a feel for 80s movies, like, they all what? had the same feel to him. You could tell his movies were his movies, and those were like, like I said, staple movies of the eighties. I think Uncle yeah. Buck was nineties. No, Uncle Buck. Buck Uncle Buck was. Uh, Mr. Mom was eighty three. Uncle mm. Buck. Eighty nine. Eighty nine, and you you just start with uh, 
you just start with um i think you start with mr mom in 83 and you end with home alone in 1990 i think that's how yeah you <clears throat> yeah because i remember the girl's boyfriend and uncle buck the way he dressed was how princeton kids used to dress and not too <laughs> and not too long before that Tim Burton, because Tim Burton went to Princeton, and that's how Tim Burton dressed. Um, yeah, I remember going and be like, why is he dressed like he goes to Princeton? My dad was fucking laughing, because that's how all those kids in the late 80s, um, going into like the early 90s, like they dressed. They all look like Tim Burton with those weird hats and trench coats. They all look like Tim Burton. Like, I'll, I'll never forget that. That's how they all dressed. That was like how they dressed. Hard to imagine that Tim Burton went to Ivy League, but anyway. But, yeah, I think that's something we may need to look at. Maybe get some guests on for some of these movies. Um, uh, John Hughes movies, yeah. I mean, and then we could, you, you know, we could do, we start with John Hughes, going to John Cusack, and then, uh, you know, maybe do some other stuff. Is that a know. John Hughes movie? Oh, what is it? It stars the dude that was supposed to be Martin McFly. And it's got that girl with the boy haircut, but she's so pretty. I forget her name, but she's a drummer and she's a very tomboyish. What's Hold on, I gotta look up Eric Stoltz first, because he was supposed to be Marty McFly. Because that's one of those first, mo- the first movies I remember where it's like, oh, the girl next door, best friend, winds up being the one that you fall in love with. Like he's all about the the hot girl. And then she winds up being the one that he wants. And like, I think like every movie stole from that afterwards. <clears throat> okay, so Eric Stoltz. Okay, so he's not as popular as I thought he was. He was in Some Kind of Wonderful. I think it might be Some Kind of Wonderful. Let me look at the... Blonde. She had a very like masculine haircut for the the time in the early 80s but she's All beautiful right. keith goes out with amanda the girl of his dreams amanda's ex-boyfriend plans to get back at keith meanwhile keith's best friend tomboy watts realizes she has feelings for keith yes. stars mary stewart masterson leah thompson and eric stoltz yes yes that movie it's a john it's, hughes movie that's what i thought it's got that feel that john hughes feel man we gotta review that movie i love that he movie. was also in say anything and I don't know why, but I always found that girl hot. He was in uh, Singles. He was in Singles? Okay. I've watched I watched. I sometimes wonder... I, I, I honestly, like, sometimes wonder what how, like, what Back to Future would have been if they kept Eric Stoltz. I don't think it would be... Um, I, 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 you can't imagine it without no, uh, Michael would, J. Fox. It, it wouldn't have but, been the classic it was. Um, I think Michael J. Fox was the... Re- I mean, Eric Stoltz... There's a scene where Eric Stoltz's hand is still in the movie where he punches... Uh, I think when he punches Biff or something like that. Mm-hmm. His hand's still in the movie. But yeah, no, no, no. That 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 movie is built off of the two performances. It's... It, well, actually, three. It's um, It's Thomas Wilson's performance is Biff. Mm-hmm. Christopher Lloyd is Doc Brown and Marty Mc- and, and and Michael J. Fox. I found the Michael J. Fox 
figure today and the Biff, but I was like, man, skip it. They're NECA. They'll probably break if I take them out of the box. And you, oh, and you, if, if you look on, they look like they're rosy cheeks. They, 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 rosy cheeks. They got that like caked on like. It looks like cake on makeup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They just to me like they're. And it's funny as if you probably like sanded them down and repainted them. The the sculpts are probably. I mean, the sculpts look great the way they are. Like it looks like them. It just looks like caked on makeup. Yeah. They probably look a thousand times better repainted. Um, but yeah, I couldn't bring myself to want to get one. Even though I like all the accessories some of them come with, but uh, ugh, nah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm dead. We should do that. John Hughes retrospective, at least the 80s. Yeah. Definitely the 80s. There's so many great movies and movies that I haven't seen in a, like a long time. I would just have to find them. That's the thing is we have to find them first. Yeah. I might I might go through some of my uh, apps and see what 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 what's out there because I'm not sure what's on Netflix, what's on Hulu, what's on. I I, I don't. Kind of, some kind of wonderful is on Prime for free. I know that. I don't have to. So, I was gonna watch it. You need to like gank somebody's Prime. Um. Yeah, that'd be fun. I think that would be a lot of fun. Well, all wanna... right. So we'll do it after we finish. Ma- we'll, we'll do that after the first of the year, because okay. we got to finish the Mando through the through the end of this year, um, which we're That'd going to spoil amazing. in a few minutes. So be ready. Um, so in 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 some of the news this week, uh, we well today news dropped. Uh, Warner Brothers has asked Johnny Depp to resign from Fantastic Beats, and he has f- Fantastic Beats. <laughs> That's probably a pretty good movie that hasn't been made yet, but Fantastic Beasts uh, series, and he has obliged them. Um, he lost his libel case, which is kind of stupid in the UK, so they've asked him to resign. Um to me, I think Warner Brothers needs to step up their game and they need to ask Amber Heard to resign as well. Mm. Because it's, it's, I don't, Johnny, it's been proven in court that Johnny Depp did not do what she accused him of. He was falsely, he was, it's quite the opposite. He was falsely accused of domestic violence against her when she was the one committing it against him. And there's videotape to prove that. Yet Warner Brothers has asked him to resign, but they refuse to ask Amber Heard to resign as Mira. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. Mm. And to me, I think everybody wants anyway. Like, I think that's what fans want anyway. I mean, I'll say this as a DC fan, visually, she's Mira visually. I mean, she she's horrible on screen though. Like well, she opens uh, her she's mouth. She's a stunning. She's a stunning woman to look at. But going back to um, how I met your mother, his uh, flow chart for her hot and crazy equals crazy <laughs> chart. But I just, I just, I don't understand. And 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 you know, the, people people gave Johnny Depp so much crap, and it's like, oh well. 
you look real stupid now, don't you, people? Because it's been proven yeah. in court that he did not do this. Well, like I said, we've said before, and I, I think I've said it plenty of times, is it's because we live in such a call-out society now. We don't wait to see if you're guilty or innocent. It's, oh, they did this? Burn them at the stake. You know, kind of mentality. Yeah. Like, you know... Um, so everybody wants to be like, oh my god, Johnny Depp's over, like, oh, what a piece of shit, you're uh, get him fired. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, it may not be the case for all cases, but, I mean, obviously, like you said, it's been proven that it was quite the opposite. She was, uh, abusing him, and now he's paying the consequences because, you know, everybody wants to live in this, we live in this call-out society before we even know all the facts and know what really happened. You know, oh, Russell said this, fire Russ, you know, and yeah. get him, go, you know, and then when it comes and then it's like, well, that's not necessarily the truth. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we, we just, everyone's just so jumps to conclusions and right. like, oh man, it's just crazy, crazy. You know, look at yeah, James I, I Dunn, mean, Disney fired him and then we're like, mm, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> it's nuts. I feel bad for the guy. You know, I'm not it's not like I'm a huge Johnny Depp fan. I'm not really not. But like I mean even look at Chris Hardwick. Yeah, Chris you know, Hardwick I, got yeah. I mean, I, I haven't seen anything with him. I think he might have finally started doing uh his podcast again. But I mean, it, it, they wanted to burn him at the stake. Well, and, and they did. They, the, they wanted to do the same thing to Aziz Asar, Aziz from Parks and Rec. I Aziz Ansari. They wanted to burn yeah. him at the stake. Yeah, and it, all it turned out to be, and they proved it was, oh, she recounted, she she re, re, or she she came back and said, yeah, it really was just a bad date. I I I was just trying to, you know, it, it's like. And I'm not saying I'm not saying there's not true accusations against men, but you know, like Harvey Weinstein's a piece of crap. And you know, if somebody comes out and says, "Hey, he he did this," it's like, "Oh yeah, he did." Um, I just, you know, I it's very hard for women out there, and I understand that. And I'll never know. I'll never know what they go through. Um, but. I don't know, man. You just throw accusations like that out there. That's serious. That is real serious. And I don't know. And and, and the, the 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 problem is, it's like it's very serious, and it's really, really. Um, it's just, you know, I don't. I I just don't. You know, I'm not gonna. You know, I. It, it, the problem is it's he said, she said a lot of times. And that's, that's the issue is like, you know, for, for the ones that are truly acute, that something truly did happen. It's like you, it's so hard to prove, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you, but then you have these incidents that, you know, are people trying to get attention for themselves or their false accusations like in the Johnny Depp case. Now, is he an angel? Probably not. I don't think I don't think that was the best. I don't think I think that was just a toxic situation. And but 
it, it's stuff like that that like makes it harder for women and 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 my heart goes out to them to anybody who's been a victim of any kind of abuse and and never reported it i i, I kind of get why you haven't i mean it's just you know you want to be taken seriously and 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 some people don't do that and i just you know i don't know uh, uh, uh there's some people that do just as bad. Yeah. You know. But, you know. Female. But I think, and I don't want this taken the wrong way or anything like that, but I think if sometimes, I mean, well, nowadays, maybe in the heart, in the past, it was probably a, a billion times harder, and I sympathize with, well, you know, I feel bad for a lot of women that probably tried to speak up and were silenced, but nowadays the way it is is you know um you can scream sexual harassment and this and that being a female and you're automatically believed now it's like on the opposite side of the spectrum now you know what i mean and i mean not saying that some allegations aren't true but then it's like there's obviously these females that do that just to you know screw you over ruin your career or you know or you know that do these things and make these accusations and then it's like right. not true. I think there's, yeah. I mean, there's guilt on both sides. No, no, there female is. Or female. I mean, and it plus like, wait, when you say there's guilt on both sides, you mean, are you talking about false accusations? Correct. I just want to clarify that. Yeah. False accusations. Those are the guilty things mean, you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like okay. I just, I just want, I no, I just wanted to make sure because I was like, wait, that could be taken the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is no, that... I, I, I mean, in the cases that are true, um, yeah, I'm sure there's men that do really bad things, and there's obviously there's women that do really bad things too. You know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, but yes, there I, are men. There are men who are victims of sexual assault. It happens. Sure. I mean, look at Johnny Depp. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, you know, Chris but Hardwick. I, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I believe, I believe, you know, if we're going to, if, if, if Warner Brothers is going to call him out for this because he lost a libel case against a, a UK, uh, a UK tabloid, what are they going to do to her? And if, if they don't do something, I have a feeling a lot of people are going to want to boycott the, um, Next Aquaman movie. Um, speaking speaking of DC, we we didn't talk about this last week, but uh, it looks like Jared Leto is coming back as the Joker. Yeah, so I've heard. That's interesting. And it's that's interesting that they're adding a new character for a movie that's already been filmed, and yeah, they're just doing right. touch-ups on it. Hmm. That's yeah, interesting. No, for, it sounds like they're refilming the entire movie to me. I'm I'm like, okay, you know what this feels like to me? You know, we're going to get Deathstroke. We're going to get the Joker. Um, They haven't announced Black Manta. They haven't announced Cheetah. But we're getting Lex Luthor in this movie. It's like, okay, so in this movie, Zack Snyder's planting the seeds for a Legion of Doom. And... Was Joker even just, really part of the original Legion of Doom? Who? Joker's always a Joker. Was he even originally a part of the Legion of Doom? 
So do I, so I always remember Joker being like a very solo act. He's not really good. To, he's not really a team player. He he's been in and out. I think he was on the Super Friends for a little while. I don't I don't know. I don't. I, I think a couple times. Mm-hmm. But the the thing is, it feels like to me, and and it felt like this in Batman v Superman when we when we figured out the plot to this is like, it feels like Zack Snyder is trying to be the answer to a trivia question. <laughs> okay. It's like, who is the direct, who did this? Who was the director that got all this Marvel stuff? Or, you know, it's like they, they parceled out like the big Marvel stories. Okay. The Russo's got civil war. They got the infinity gauntlet story. Um, you know, they gave Taika the Thor Ragnarok story. They gave, um, you know, they've, they've parceled out these you know, extremists went to the, you know, they've parceled out these stories, but it feels like Zack Snyder's trying to grab every major DC story ever and say, this is mine. I did this. I did this. Look what I did. Mm. Um, you know, and you know, you also have, you have, you know, David Ayer, when in Suicide Squad, you know, they mentioned Harley Quinn was an accomplice in the murder of Robin. And he said, yes, it was Jason Todd. And then Zack Snyder comes and goes, no, no, no. That's not who my Robin died was. It was Richard. And it's like, um, what's going on here? It's like, I thought this movie was made and you were just like retouching it, putting some special effects in, adding some movies. Maybe doing a reshoot here and there. No, no, no. This looks like a brand new movie. Mm. Well, that also tells you that Zack Snyder does not read comic books because that makes zero sense for why Dick Grayson would be the one that Joker killed and not Jason Todd. But okay. I just okay. I, mm-hmm. I'm 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 just I don't I don't know what to say. I just it's like he's like. Give me every major story from DC and I'll try to cram it into as many movies as possible. Or one. <laughs> yeah, it's like he, he like it's it feels like he wants to be the one that does this. You know, he was the one that did the big Batman versus Superman from the Dark Knight returns. That's what okay. he did. You know, uh, here's an analogy here's an analogy for you, not to I, I apologize for interrupting. No, you're fine. Uh, uh in North Jersey uh, I Rutgers University, there's these things called the grease trucks, and they have like these sandwiches that are fat sandwiches, like they call them the fat bitch, and like this and that. And this is how I feel like, um, and what the sandwich is, it's a cheesesteak with chicken fingers, cheese fries, like everything crammed, like mozzarella sticks crammed into like one sandwich. And that's kind of like my metaphor for the Zack Snyder movie, right. what he tries to do. It's he's trying to cram everything into one sandwich. Right. You no, know what no. I mean? We have we have this place called Hardee's. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're called up in Jersey if they even have them up there. But no, they're they're, av- they're advertising this prime rib thick this prime rib burger, and I'm like, oh, that's nice that they put prime rib steak on a on a burger sandwich and put some cheese on it. No, 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 no. It's a hamburger with hamburger meat and then prime rib meat and then everything else. They have a monster omelet biscuit, which is a slice of sa- a, a, a sausage patty, bacon, 
egg omelet put on a biscuit. It's like, that's a Zack Snyder movie right there. You're trying to cram all this stuff that doesn't need to be crammed together into a movie. And look what you get. You get crap. That one burger, not to like go on the food, sounds like a whole lot of tasty murder. But anyway, sorry. (laughs) Sorry, vegan. I I don't need a Um, hamburger patty with my prime rib. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't think a prime rib should be served on a bun anyway. Um, But no, exactly. It's, that's a Zack Snyder movie, it, like, especially this DC universe. It's like you just try to jam everything in to one sandwich, and you know, so you know, sometimes you know, adding a little stuff to like a sandwich, you know, makes it a little bit tastier. But when you try to like, you know, you order the party platter at uh, Applebee's and they try to cram it into like one sandwich. That you have to eat at the same right. time. You know, it's like I don't need a mozzarella is... stick on my potato skin on top of my chicken wing in my bread. Yeah. Yeah, in my on my on top uh, in my cheesesteak. You know, I like to have my chicken figures platter on the platter, not my sandy witch. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you know, like you know, give you know, it it's kinda like, you know, You can't cook a good meal. <laughs> no, I get it. No, no, no. You, you're, you're, I'm right with you. I'm 100% with you. Because, I, I don't know, movie studios have got to figure something out. Because, I don't, I mean, with Regal shutting down, I don't know where movies go from here. And, and if Disney's smart, if Warner Brothers is smart... They've 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 started their own streaming services, and even Universal, to extent with Peacock, has started their own streaming service. They have a model sitting out there of what they could do, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for these for these movies, because it's been done before. People don't realize this, you know. I'm 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 going to go on to a little thing, and and you can you can you can roll your eyes at me. I know some people out there will roll my, roll their eyes at me, but. Pro wrestling's been doing the streaming thing for a few years now. Mm-hmm. The WWE went streaming a while ago, probably about seven years ago. They took all their stuff off pay-per-view and they put it on their network for $9.99 a month. Um, and they're making money hand over fist. Because, well, I don't but, think anybody could ever say that Vince McMahon isn't a visionary or ahead of the curve a little bit I when mean, it comes to entertainment. I mean, look, okay, he bought it back in the in the in the 70s and early 80s, professional wrestling was regional. Okay. You saw what your regional TV stations put on. Vince McMahon decided, hey, look at this thing called cable. Let me put a show on cable. Let me buy, let me syndicate this show. And sell it nationwide, which then went made professional wrestling go national. Okay, he's the reason pro WWE is is the household name it is. He helped build cable TV. Pro wrestling, the Chicago Cubs and the Atlanta Braves help build cable TV. Okay, now cable TV is dying. All right, and do you know what Vince McMahon saw? He's like. 
oh, this pay-per-view model is not going to work. So let me go create my own streaming service where I can put all my own content on there that I own, all these archives that I've bought over the years, and I'll even put, I'll even live stream my live, some live events on it. I'll still have my TV contracts. I'll live stream these events that, you know, on pay-per-view, you know, you you have maybe uh, 50,000 people buy for 50 bucks. Instead, I'm going to have 2 million people pay me 10 bucks a month. Half these people won't even watch it, but I'm still making my money. And so that's the idea is I think Disney needs to say, what did they do over there? Okay, so what are people paying for on the Disney? For the Dis- are they paying for the new content? Probably. All right. Could you add a tier to to the Disney Plus that people would pay, and then they get first run movies like a Black Widow or or Eternals or something like that? Because hey, guess what? Eternals was supposed to open this weekend. Get <laughs> it's not. Um. It, could could they do something like that? I think they can. I mean, Carl, would if you they, pay a little more? I mean, if they wanted know, twenty bucks a month and I got instant access to movies that were supposed to be in the theater, I'd probably pay twenty bucks a month for it. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you had if you had half your subscribers up their subscriber count to twenty bucks a month to pay for these premium movies. You're making a little more money than those movies are going to bring in. Yeah. Like, I mean, let's think about it. Let's say you had, you upped it to 20 bucks a month. Let me, uh, live math here. This is going to be fun, people. Let's listen to this. All right. You've got $20 a month times, what do you say? They have 60 million subscribers. Let's say 10 million people subscribe, did that, up their subscription to 20 bucks a month. 10 million Equals all those movies immediately have made 200 million. That's an extra $200 million in your pocket. All right. 20 bucks a month times, let's say half of your subscribers at 30 million do this. 30 million. Now, this is a monthly 20, 20, this is a monthly fee. 20 bucks a month. 30 million people, 20 bucks a month. You're now at $600 million. Okay. And then you multiply that by 12. My, my calculator doesn't work. It's not working right. <laughs> but you're looking at almost seven, $7 billion a year. I think that's my math. I think my math is right on that. My calculator won't turn sideways. I'm using my phone calculator. Let me see if my calculator on my computer will work right. But I, 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 I hope my math. I think my math is right on that. Um, people are probably screaming at me. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> but I mean, you just get half of your subscribers to do that to pay a monthly extra fee, and then you're putting movies on. Every movie that you put on monthly is making $600 million. $600 million. And then people are going to start talking about it. And then you're going to have even more people buying it. Then you're going to start making even more money. And so the model is out there. The model is out there. 
That's seven billion dollars a year, Carl. That's a lot, that's a lot of money, and not every one of their movies instantaneously. Not every one of their movies makes that. Not a lot of their movies make a billion, but uh, let's. How much did Infinity War make? I mean, and how long was it out for till it made that money? Like, I think how much money did it make? I'm sure you could look it up. Or you, or you mean Endgame, which was the the one that clicked the greatest, the greatest movie, of, uh, the uh, highest grossing movie of all time. Endgame. It grossed two point seven nine seven billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, domestically, you want to know what it grossed? Eight hundred fifty-eight million. So, and that movie is probably that movie was out for months. Yeah, it was out for. And I know they did a re-release. At least three that. months. At least three months. Okay, so you've almost now, made that in, like you said, if six hundred million a month, if half your people sign up for this new service, you so up you could almost up. make you could almost make the same amount of money in a month instead mm-hmm. of three months. Yeah, and see that was that was the genius behind what Vince McMahon did. His pay per views, he was selling maybe fifty thousand a month on his pay per views. It, it went a little, it went up a little. With WrestleMania and Royal Rumble every year to maybe a hundred thousand every month. But he starts this network at ten bucks a month, ten bucks a pop per person. Even if you're not watching it, you're still paying for the pay-per-views every month. Yeah, and he's making his money, so why should he yeah. care if you watch it or not? He's making way more money off two million subscribers at ten dollars a pop than he is at fifty thousand people at fifty bucks a pop. So I, I I think Disney and 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 Fox, one of them's going to figure it out first. Okay? Somebody's going to figure it out first and they just need to humble themselves and say, "Wait a minute. Somebody in 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 those circles needs to say, they're already doing this. Somebody's already done this with with the WWE. They've already done this. Why can't we do that?" And, yeah, it's funny and if they're low, if, if they have something like like the Mandalorians filming on the volume, that 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 thing is filmed completely indoors. If you have something like that in your back pocket to lower your filming costs, you're going to make sure, even more money. You don't have to bring a whole crew to a, like a location. Like right, you, you can make the location. <laughs> like you can just project the location at home. Imagine if they had the volume for Infinity War, and or like or let's go with Endgame. Endgame cost three hundred and fifty million dollars to make. What if they had the volume for Infinity War and they cut the cost in half of that movie? Now they're making even more money, and you're not going to have to make as much to be successful because you can viral market this thing. Um. You know, you have Disney Plus, you have access, you own a a network, you own one of the most, you you have the rights, if you get the rights back at the end of the year, you have the rights to one of the most watched things every fall on Monday nights with Monday Night Football. Why not utilize your advertising dollars? Maximize your advertising. You know, 
spend that money on a Super Bowl commercial because guess what? You just saved money on filming costs. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I I don't know. I think it's something that they they could probably look at. And I mean, if the movie theaters are dying, that's something they probably need to just. You know, we don't know if movie theaters come back from this. Um, we don't. I mean, which is a shame. Because even though, as much as I like this idea or this hypothetical situation that we're talking about, right? Like, like I still there's just some movies that in to me, yeah, ha, like it's like you have to have that big well, screen theater experience. I don't think I what what I think happens is I think theaters get downsized. Um and I don't know if theaters if if they go if the blockbuster is fueling the theater business anymore. It may be the niche movies that start fueling the 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 movie theaters again. Mm. Um I mean Trolls World Tour probably did better on streaming and Scoob probably did better on streaming than it did, it would have done in the movie theaters. Um, I just don't see people getting excited about those movies. Um, and I'll tell you this. I was like, oh, my daughter wants to see Trolls War Tour. My kids, my, my other my other boys are like, I was like, did you want, do you want to see it? They're like, yeah, sure, why not? We'll watch it. Because um, they would have wanted to go to the movie theater had I taken her. And then my wife is like, I'll watch it too. I was like, okay, that would have been a lot of money to go to the movie theater. I only popped, sure. I only dropped 20 bucks on it. Yeah, and you don't have to spend money on food and snacks because you have all the food and snacks at home. Or you could go to the grocery store and, you know, buy it for a yeah, lot cheaper. Sure. Yeah, or the food store or the dollar store. You know, you know um, 25 you know, bucks, I've bought my kids... You know, twenty bucks for the movie, five bucks over over in the dollar bin of, of, of candies at Walmart and some popcorn. We we I just treated my whole family to a movie for twenty five bucks. What's what's wrong with it? I don't see something wrong with this. No. You know? I'm I'm not I'm I mean, not I'm not seeing anything wrong. I, I, you know, you're looking out for the consumer there. And and I understand why movie theaters ca- charge so much for that stuff. That's how they make their money. They're in business to make money. And I do not fault them for that. But at the same time, it's like, dude, it's hard for, you know, a lot of us to do that. To spend that kind of money on a movie. Oh, yeah. Well, like you said, you have you have three children and then your wife wants to go. I mean, so then there's five of you. I mean, and like, what? Well, I mean, kids are less expensive ticket wise, but you know, there's that's twenty, that's over twenty bucks for you and just your wife to go, plus then your little kids. Right, it's forty and bucks. For all five food. of us. To go. Forty bucks. Yeah. yeah. So then, and then, but that, and and then for food. Yeah. Know, you know, I, I mean. That's always why when a girl like nowadays was like, "Oh, he took me to the movies." Well, yeah, well, movies, dinner in a movie it ain't cheap date no more. No way. You could easily spend a hundred dollars just going to see a movie. <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, trust me. And I just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happens to movie theaters. I don't. I don't know if. I don't know if 
what happens now is like say Amazon goes and buys a theater chain or Disney buys a theater chain. Mm. Says let's try this out. I could see that happening. Um, which which would you know price out some of the the movie studios because I don't think a lot of them want to buy or even have the volume of movies to put out to own a theater chain. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. I, I'll be interested to see, um, you know, does it change? I I think, and I hate saying this. I hate saying this with down into the bottom depth of my soul, but I think, Zack Snyder's Justice League may change the game, may give mm. us an indication of how filmmaking could change. Because I mean, we're about to talk about the Mandalorian, and and that's been a very long form show. But if you start adding it up, you're like, wow, this is about a two and a half to three hour movie. All these episodes, but it's an episodic movie, and mm. and I think it's been very successful. For Star Wars and it's been very successful For Disney Plus and I'll be interested to see What they do with their Marvel stuff Um But I have a feeling That (coughs) Disney hasn't tried anything I I don't know this yet because I haven't seen WandaVision I haven't seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier I, I think Justice League Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to be Very ambitious Mm-hmm. And it's going. It could be like s- filmmakers could look at that and say, "Look, I could tell a longer, better story if I go streaming. If I go with this service. If I say, say to Warner Brothers, no, I want to be on HBO Max." Because I look at I look at a se- film series like Harry Potter, and I'm like, "There's so much missing story in these movies." Because I've read the books. There's mm-hmm. so much missing story in these movies. I would I I need longer movies, but you're pushing it with three hour movies. You know, the same thing with Lord of the Rings. It's like there's a lot they they got a lot in those movies, but there was a lot they missed. And what if what if Peter Jackson was said, okay, here's this year you get three two hour, you know, a miniseries. You know, remember the miniseries? That they used to have on TV, you know, yeah. remember the stand and, it. and, and, and it, and Lone Dove, you well, know, a lot of it, a lot of it was Stephen King, but yeah, I remember. Yeah. That. Lonesome Dove and all that stuff. Well, I, what if I, I, I don't, what if that's the evolution of filmmaking now? We're not going with these 22 episode series anymore. We're not going with a two hour, three hour movie. We're going to go with a four to five six hour miniseries. I I honestly I might I might be down for that. I, I think that might be well I mean look might at get better stories out of eight, look at Mandalorian. I mean some episodes are shorter than others, but I mean there's only eight episodes in a, in so far in a season. Right. I and mean, it makes you want it more. It's it's like I heard it described why is the NFL so popular? Why isn't baseball more popular? Why isn't basketball or hockey more popular? And it's like, well, the NFL, you only get it for 16 weeks. It only has a 16-week regular season, and then the, its postseason is less than that. It's like three or four weeks. 
So it's a very condensed 20-week season, whereas baseball, you're talking about 162 games. Basketball, 82. Hockey, 82. It's like these are six- to seven-month seasons, whereas the NFL is very compact, very short. Same thing with college football. Those are very popular sports because of their shortness. And I think that, you know, with a series, you know, I think we're going to see – I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, long form movies, which are shorter than a series, but a series of like 10 to 12 episodes where a long form movie is like, ah, oh, we're going to go with four episodes, but they're going to be two, two and a half hours. The BBC has been very successful with that. Yeah. I mean, this model works again. We're talking about a model that has been proven to work. Just do it. Well, even with BB, the British Broadcasting Channel or whatever, BBC, British Television. I mean, they're even their their TV and seasons, which shows. I mean, the difference between American shows and them is they like to end it on a high note. Right. So their their episode their shows like one of my favorite British shows is the Inbetweeners. You know, that was only like two or three seasons, and they're like, done. You know, left it on a high note, where I feel like American television is like, it's like, uh, you know, this, I mean, look at Supernatural. Um, it's, almost, <laughs> it's 15 you know, years, but, it's, it's, it's 15 years of 22 episodes. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's just like keep it going. If it's so, keep it going, and it's like, not like I think with British television, it's very much like well, we want to tell the best story possible. If it ends in a season, then there's one season. If there's five seasons, then there's five seasons. But we're gonna end it on a high note. We're gonna tell the story we want to tell, and that's it. We're not gonna force it. I mean, look at Smallville. Smallville was ten years, but there's some seasons in that 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 show that are just like, ugh. Well, we'll even go to the office. Look at the office. It went on too long. Yeah, I mean, how I long mean, did the, the British office go for? I mean, how many? I think it was like was... one or two seasons. Yeah, exactly what I mean. Well, like, like the American like... office, I I feel like I feel like the American office should have ended with Pam and Michael in the airport. That yeah. should have been the end of it, and then you have that should have been the penultimate episode, and then the next episode is. Oh, five, ten years later, Dwight's wedding. And I I don't know. I, I I think it just went on a little too long with Will Farrell's character and Robert and uh um James Spader's character, and it just got and then you know Ed Helms' character became very unlikable near the end of it, and it was just like, okay, all right, we need to end this. Yeah, and, and I think you you missed your perfect ending. That's what a, I think a lot of American TV shows do is they miss the perfect ending. Oh yeah, you know? well I mean look, look at Parks and Rec. That last episode was just kind of like, ugh, yeah, jarring they, to watch. They missed their perfect. They missed their perfect ending. Yeah. Um, Sons yeah. of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy the same way. It missed its perfect ending. You thought. You thought Breaking Bad did that, but then you're like, oh, wait, no, they didn't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
But I think that's what a lot of American shows do is because they don't think about they don't think about the ending. Like Stephen King says in his his book on writing, he's like, you can't start a story without having the ending first. You've got to know where you're working to. Come up with your ending first, then work backwards. Figure it out from there. And I don't think a lot of American shows do that. We we know Lost didn't do that. Um, but I don't think a lot of American television shows do that. I think they just said, well, we need this show to go for 15 seasons. Give us what you got. I don't care what it is. You know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer missed its perfect ending. You know, and that's one of my favorite shows of all time. Oh, I think Smallville missed its perfect ending. Yeah. They all do. They all do. And and that's the CW for you. The CW is like, uh, how long can we drag this out? Because, hey, this show gets a million viewers. We're cool with that. Yeah. And then you get what you get. Because <laughs> like, that. Right. Like in hindsight, looking at it, that that like series finale for Smallville was probably one of the worst Smallville episodes I've ever seen. Um. And the fact that you didn't even get to see him as Superman. It was just CGI rips from Superman Returns. Yeah. Um, and and hearing later interviews with Tom Welling, it wasn't... They always tried to say, oh, well, Tom doesn't want to wear the suit. Tom doesn't want to wear a suit. Tom doesn't wear a suit. And then you hear Tom Welling now, and he goes, no, they wouldn't let me wear it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, yeah. you know... I, I don't know. And that's why I'm not looking forward to a lot of the DC stuff that's coming with Green Lantern and all that. It's like you're using the CW guys to produce and make everything, and they don't do a good job. So, but. Oh, the CW right. guys will give them this. They can, they can kickstart a, a series, but they, they can't. They don't have any longevity. Like, the, it doesn't stay at the same high quality. Writing wise, right? Because but. they don't have a direction. They don't have like with Arrow. Once you got past season two, it's like, well, let's just give him Batman stories. And the Flash became has, has become so melodramatic. It's like, oh my gosh, please stop. Mm. They they I have think- no direction. It's like it's like Stephen King said, you have to have an ending. Before you even think about a beginning. Sure. And and you know who else has done that? George R. R. Martin. Granted, we may never see his actual ending for these books. Because it has taken almost over a decade between books. And he's still got at least two left to do. So, we'll see. <laughs> but <clears throat> going back to like movies in the movie theater, what I've noticed, and I, I'm kind of all for it. I mean, uh, like over Halloween, uh, me and my girlfriend are very much into Halloween. She's very, very into Halloween. Um, so she planned like you know every weekend, you know, fall Halloween type stuff. Right. Well, one of the things we did for Halloween is we went to uh. You know, one of these farms, they're doing a Halloween event, and it was a drive-in. They're, like, the, the you know, they did a drive-in with the blow, the giant blow-up screen, but they did a drive-in for a horror movie. Um, 
and every summer we didn't get to this summer because obviously COVID and a lot of places were closed. Um, we usually take our annual summer trip to a, a drive-in in PA. But I kind of really like, like, man, like, and you're starting to see it because I know some WalMarts across the country do it. Um, well, they have like makeshift drive-in movies. Um, <clears throat> I think it, I, I really would think it's, and it was something I I got to experience a very little bit, and maybe you did too when we were little, because that's when the drive-in was dying, starting to die and fade away, you know, but we probably got to experience a little bit of it. I know I did um, when I was little, it was drive-ins. Um, but I'm really excited to see a, re-ins- like a, a resurgence of, of the drive-in, because it's kind of yeah. fun, you know what I mean? I mean, it's like possible. I mean, it, 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 I think you could see that, too. And that that would be like for special event movies too, like oh it's Halloween let's do a, unfortunately, um, <laughs> Hocus Pocus, you know yeah. stuff like that. Well, we watched Nightmare in Elm Street, and I know there's a friend from another podcast that would uh, probably curse me for saying this, but man, I forgot how bad Nightmare in Elm Street was. Like it's like <laughs> not scary. It's really bad. Like that's just a bad movie. Like I and I forgot. I'm like, why did I ever find this scary? Because it's not, it's not scary at all. Yeah, um, but it was fun. It was fun. Um, with that too, like some of the people are dressed up and they try to scare you while you're sitting in your car, which was kind of fun too. They couldn't get me. Um, but I like the driving movie, and my girl and she she's younger than me. And was never to a drive-in before we started going every summer to a drive-in for the last few years. And she really enjoyed it. You know, she likes being outside and, you know, and, you know, you sit out and you look, you know, watch the movie, like the movie and, you know, it was just, it's cool. Like, it's cool. It's a fun experience. Yeah. Um, And I'd like to see that resurgence, like, of that. Like, I always loved the drive-in. Plus, it's nice to be, like, you're, you know, you know. You're not. You don't have some strangers sitting on top of you. Not that that could happen now, but and I always like to drive in because I could sit in my car, you know, or in the bed of a truck, and not have any strangers sitting on top of me, and I could sit and just watch this movie and enjoy it. You know, like I don't yeah. Know. I, only thing is, I mean, at least around here, like with noise ordinances ordinances and stuff like now where i'm at now there's a lot more rural areas but there's not a lot of rural areas in other parts of new jersey where like you're not gonna see them springing up everywhere but it it would be nice to to see i think you start seeing some things spring up but you know i don't know i like to see that um you know, the, the 20 theater AMCs. Like, I mean, I really honestly wouldn't be phased if they went away. Yeah. You know, I like to see the mom and pop theaters start to thrive. And then if like mom and pop driving start popping up and, you know, that'd be cool too. You know, the little guy makes some of that money. And what's yeah. cool about the I mean, one I go to 20, 20 bucks 
I said, I think maybe it's ten dollars a person. I mean, it cost me like eighteen dollars for me and my girlfriend. Double feature. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't do no. that at an AFC. Like, not for that. I mean, the, the thing the thing was um, with with drive-ins though is you know you you have such a very limited time to to have them because people don't want to sit in their cars when it's cold (laughs) and then you know you just you know during the hot summer months it's not for a lot of places it's not very conducive to Mm. you know it's just it drive-ins are very hit or miss i think they have to be like special types of movies like like you you said with your friday the 13th type deal Mm. Um, I just don't know if you can, um, I just don't know if there's big movies that people would go see at a drive-in theater. Well, I mean, the one I go to, it's called Becky's Drive-In. I forget where PA, but it's, it's a little bit of a hike. That's why we only go like once a summer, but they do it right, man. They really do do it right. I mean, and, and yeah, like the movie doesn't start. You have to get there a little bit early, and the movie doesn't start for a little bit. But they got they got a nice nice playground. So you bring the kids, they play on the playground. They got food, all them collector stuff. Like they they have all of it, you know, because that's where they make their money. But they have food that are actually like like being like cheeseburgers that are actually being made on a real grill inside. Like you know what I mean? It's not like microwave yeah. crap. Like they have real food. And they got an ice cream shop and like, you know, you can get funnel cake and stuff there. I mean, it's fun. Like it's it was fun. Um, like you said, yeah, I can see that with like winter months or like we always go every summer. I mean, it's nice because you can just sit out in the lawn chair in front of your car. You don't even have to have your car running because so many people have their car on when it tuned into the station that's playing the sound that like. You don't even need your car playing in the radio on. Like, you can hear yeah. it just fine. Like, perfect. Um, I don't know. I always enjoy the, uh, the, the drive-in movies. I mean, maybe not everybody does, but I would like to see that, like, them come back and come back in a big way. I mean, it's just really, like, nostalgia. I mean, it shows how old I am. I saw Gremlins at a drive-in when it first came Yeah, out. see, something like that would be fun. Oh, yeah. Like Walmart, I missed it, but the Walmart down by me, they're playing Blade Runner, like in their parking lot. And now Blade Runner is like my all-time favorite, like cyberpunk, like favorite movie of all time is Blade Runner. People might think that's weird or find that movie boring, but I love that movie, and I kick myself for missing that because that's a movie I've never gotten to see on the big screen. And I would have loved to have gone and like sat in my car and just watched Blade Runner. Oh, that would have been awesome, but I missed it. But you know, yeah. and then you'll have a resurgence of like you know some of the movie theaters now since they're not getting new movies, are playing old movies. But with drive-ins, you can have like on we're gonna play the original Star Wars. You know, yeah, you can play all these old movies. We're gonna have a John Hughes. You know, every Tuesday, John Hughes movie. You know. Yeah. 
start making some, and you don't have, it's not like they have to really buy the film, you know, somebody probably has it, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, oh, I think there's a lot of money that could be made, it would be nice to see the mom and pops kind of theaters and shops get that, you know, make some money over these giant big corporations, like AMC and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, but yep, that's my kind of thought on that. So, do you want to you want to wrap it up and get into the little bit? Yeah, of yeah, I'm gonna go through the again, guys. Just like last week, we're gonna go through the regular spiel, and then we're gonna wait about a couple couple seconds, and then we're gonna uh, hit the Mandalorian spoiler, 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 spoilers. Um, I don't think this one's going to be as long as the last one was because it wasn't as long as one episode. No, but we have, we have been the Nerdicons. We thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdicons pod rate review, subscribe on your favorite, your favorite podcast app and at as we go, Carl, take us home. Hey guys, like Chris said, you can find us at Nerdcons Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Echoes Dork Den. You can also find me and my friends, uh, Toy Photography Instagram, see our toy photos at Anonymous Plastic Addicts. Also, check out our friends at The Geek Out Show. I also have a, a monthly show that's just like a very, very loose, you know, conversation with friends if you're a fly on the wall listen to a bunch of guys talk trade stories you know listen you know go over to geek out show and look for carl's coffee bean also check out some of their other shows really cool guys um and i mean that's all i can think of the plug right now but stick around we got some mandalorian coming um so uh till next time We'll talk to you. Remember to keep your detox dust free, your figures posed dynamically, and your comics back and forth. Till next time. Peace. All right. All right. Here we go. We're going to get into some spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. All right, so Carl, what'd you, first off, what did you think of this episode? I really liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, when it first started, I was kind of like, oh, are they going to do a filler episode already? But it really wasn't. It was more like this episode to me felt like what you don't see in the cutscenes when they're like, you know, what happens between pl- them going to a planet to the next, you know, you got to see a little adventure of them traveling. Um, I really liked it. what did you think? Uh, I'm going to say this was one of the weakest episodes of the series. Mm. Um, mm. If we're rating episodes, I, obviously, there's only been ten episodes, but I, I believe this is probably number ten. Um, yeah, I wasn't. 
you know, I was entertained, but I was boredly entertained. Um, there wasn't, I mean, I don't know. I just, I was just like, okay, are we progressing a story here or what, what are we doing here? Is this going to come? I mean, it's, it, are we just setting up some little thing that's going to come back later? Um, and that we're going to have to sit through a recap to remember because mm. I don't well, think it was, this episode was very memorable. Well, it was very interesting that they recapped from the episode where he goes to to free that inmate when he works for that team and they show that droid. Right. Because that droid really only had a very, 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 very small role to play and not even as like a droid right they showed it to you in the recap i guess because in case you forgot and wondered why this was there yeah and then and then it was like oh they went through his list of crimes the the two new republic x-wing pilots and it's like okay so what's the point of this i didn't get what the point of this episode was um, you know, again, I, you know, every episode can't be a home run. It was written by John Favreau. So I'm assuming something's going to come back later. Um, I would imagine it was directed by Peyton Reed mm-hmm. of Ant-Man fame. What are you eating? Oh, you can hear that. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. I'm eating uh neon gummy savers. Um, yeah, the episode was interesting. I mean, do we like, do we really need to go blow by blow through the episode? Because it was just it it really didn't. So was I was I I wasn't wrong when I said I kind of felt like it was a filler. It was. It felt like a filler to me. And it very, I don't think it was a bad episode. It was like you said. I kind of agree. I think it was probably not. I would. I just think it's. The weakest episode of the series. Um, I, but usually things pay off with this series. So there is something that could come back. You know, and then it makes more sense. Like, oh, that's why we got that episode. But, right. Um, but this is this felt like an episode. Like when you're binging something, it's like, oh, I got to get through this to get to this. And now I have yeah, to wait a week for something new. Yeah, I was going to say, unfortunately, we're like, we can't binge. <laughs> like... Um, which is good and bad, but, um, bad because you want the one, the, you want the next one now. Yeah. Good because you get to savor it for a little bit longer. Um, it was really hard to nail down the feel of this episode. Um, it started off great. And I swear I thought the person that they were talking about that knew where Mandalorians were was going to be Boba. And I think they knew that. And that way they did that. They set it up that way. But it wound up not being Boba. It was an alien frog girl who needed to get her babies to another planet. To get them fertilized. To get them fertilized because if they didn't, her, her lineage dies forever. And apparently they're a tasty treat to Yoda species. Oh, he was just going in on those, eating her little, little, little babies, which don't worry, people, they don't look like babies. They look like, they're, they look like 
egg. Little orange balls. Yeah, little orange balls or like, you know, like a hard-boiled egg, but red. I just It just felt like a very random episode. Everything just felt random. Yeah, it, and it kind of went into like horror mover, movie-esque. Like, it felt very Aliens. At first, yeah. when there's that little eggs, those little spores on the ground opened up. And I guess my mind is going since Marvel Comics acquired the rights to Alien. Well, like, Disney well, owns okay. Alien. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. As I went, are they, is this how they're going to try to say, like, you know, xenomorphs and facehuggers are part of the, part of the same universe? <sighs> um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case, but... Because at first I was like... I thought they were rocks. I was like, oh... They're not rocks. They're e- oh, yeah. they're eggs, and Baby Yoda's eating one. Or the yeah, child. I was like, I thought he was gonna get sick or something at first. Um, but I thought they were gonna be face huggers. <laughs> Which I I, that I did think that when they all started opening up, I was like, oh. No, they're just. I don't really, know. I just I I, I was. Ice, just, yeah. Ice spiders. Ice spiders. <laughs> Yay! Ice spiders. I, I was just a little disappointed. Uh, maybe it pays off later. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. They they haven't done anything in this show that didn't have purpose. It was an interesting. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it, it will probably pay off way later. But um, it, it's funny is because it had so many different elements to it. Like there's very comedic parts to it, and then it went very kind of horror movie esque. It just felt like a manic episode. Like there was, it's like, what what are we doing here? And there wasn't any big reveals. There wasn't any like, you know, oh, you know, he he encountered Boba Fett or Boba Fett still following them. It was like, oh, we got to see two X wing pilots and they, yeah, okay, they came Wait, back and what, saved him. What was that? That one like a was that Porkins like an older Porkins? I don't know. Porkins died. Oh, did he die? It yeah, guy looked Porkins exactly. died in the New Hope. Been... Yeah, but that might have been the same actor. <laughs> like, no, like no, 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 no. I don't think that actor's still alive. Oh, okay. I mean, it looked very pork. He looked very Porkins esque to me, just with a gray beard. Um, one of them was Filoni, I think. Yeah, one of them was Filoni. Um, which was the same pilot from the, that same episode with the droid when they went and shot up that dude's uh, little spaceport thing uh, when they rescued that inmate. Um, yeah, I guess that is a good way to describe it as manic. But when he went, but when he went to uh, the the um, the bar. The cantina that from you know a new hope and she's like oh, oh he knew somebody oh you're gonna have him meet us at the port okay i thought it was gonna be boba fett because they teased them the last episode it was like oh man they're gonna get right into it they're gonna give us boba fett right now and then it's like no nope so here you want to hear something interesting mm. I, I i i i'm on the internet movie database right now and i went to episode three and they only have they have one, two, three, four, five people listed on the cast. Episode four, 
five people listed on the cast. Mm-hmm. Episode five, same thing. Six. Six, one, six, only four. Seven, only four. Eight, only four. And it's interesting because of the, who the five people are they are choosing to list on the next few episodes is they're listing Pedro Pascal, of course, Gina Carano, Carl Weathers, Giancarlo Esposito, and Sasha Banks for like the next five episodes. Hmm. I'm like, that's weird. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe they don't want to let something out of the bag. But I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I, I mean, I wouldn't expect them to. I just find it interesting they're listing Sasha for the next four episodes. Um, hmm. I mean, I'm hoping she's a major character this season, but I'm not getting my hopes too far up. Um, because they usually like when pro wrestlers guest star on stuff like like when Steve Austin was on Chuck, he only was on two episodes and then he was done and gone. I was like, well, that would have been a fun recurring character to have. Um, yeah, sure. You know, and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, again, I just I, I wasn't I wasn't I don't I don't even I kind of don't even want to talk about the episode. I'm just like, okay, we got that episode. We had the giant spiders. We had the rebel art. No, I say rebel pilots. The New Republic pilots. We have the frog lady, and we have she reactivated that droid, which I think might come back because I think. All those actors were supposed to, you know, it's like, okay, okay. So what are we setting up here? We're on an ice planet. It's probably not Hoth. It might be Hoth. I don't know. I don't know how close Hoth is to Tatooine. You know, I I don't know. I'm just like, okay, baby Yoda eats stuff and he's not supposed to eat. Okay. He eats gross spiders. He eats. That was a comedic thing. Throughout the whole episode, him eating those things. I mean, and I we mean, got I... a lot. We got a lot more of the child in this episode than we did the first one, and and yeah. the action sequence at the beginning, I was like, oh wow, that's pretty cool. That was fun. And then it was like, okay, okay, okay. All right, I'm not getting a lot of payoff to this. So yeah, well, well, when we when we got to the ice, the, when he crashed on the ice planet. I paused to see how much time was left, and there wasn't very much time left. And I was like, ooh. I'm like, what's going to happen in this episode? Because there's not much left going on here right now. You know what I mean? Which I think, like I said, it's not a bad episode, but when I'm looking to see how much time's left, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, right. oh, there's only 10 minutes left. Like, right. Yeah, know, this is only a 40 minute episode. Yeah. Um, one part I enjoyed is like when he caught Baby Yoda under the blanket. I keep calling him Baby Yoda, but the child under the blanket eating the eggs after he's been told numerous times not to eat the eggs. <laughs> and he's like under the blanket eating the egg, which is such a, you know, I'm sure you can relate because you're a parent, you know, or done it when you were a kid. Like yeah. you're sneaking a cookie in your bed, like you're hiding. They won't know because they can't see me. And he pulls it up and catches them was hilarious and the child i I, kind of need him to start speaking yeah there was times where it seemed like he was trying to speak 
like when she when he she he point when the child pointed out her footprints yeah to him it sounds like he was going like you know trying to like tell him like that way she went that way you know it sounds like he, they're trying to get him to talk i don't know he was very he made a lot more sound this episode well, than there was previous. a lot more shots of him like observing what was going yeah. on so I don't I, I, I don't I don't know. I, I just I don't know. I don't know. But well, I, I think I think next... he didn't die. Like in that opening scene with the when they when they clothesline the Mandalorian on the speeder to rob him and baby Yoda goes like flying and rolling on the ground, I was like how is he not little, that little guy not dead? Like, yeah, I know. I, I I thought it was creative how he killed the uh, the it wasn't a Jawa, but it looked like a Jawa. I thought that no, was pretty no, creative. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, bandit. yeah. Here's the, I've got the I've got the remote for the rocket pack, and I'll just drop him from the sky. Yeah, like was like I laughed. I did laugh. One, I was like, why didn't he just offer him Boba's backpack? But um, I laughed at that, and like when he fell and hit the ground, I was like, "Oh, he did." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's that's the second episode. It's called the Passenger. <sighs> Got to wait another week for another episode. I'm going to be a yeah. little anxious for the third episode. I have a feeling everything we've seen in the trailer will get by the third by the end of the third episode. <laughs> Yeah, because really, that's all they should like from everything they've showed in the trailer. A lot of it yeah. from the first and this episode. So, um, I don't know. I, I I'm not disappointed. It's just, I maybe and maybe that's a testament to how good the the first episode was because it was just so good. How do you follow up that? Like I was like my expectations were high. Like, I just, I, mean? I, I just think it was a letdown. Oh yeah, I could see that. I mean, I still enjoyed it. It just, I guess, maybe my expectations and my excitement were so high, especially after such a stellar first episode, that I'm like, oh, the only place to go is up from here. And it was like, nope, nah, nah. But maybe it's just one of those episodes that cools it off for a moment. And I mean, if you look at the last season i think episode two is a more was a quieter episode two like um you know it was the jawa one with the mudhorn which was a great episode but it wasn't like it didn't really advance the story that much really um so and then the third episode was like what so maybe uh, in this next episode we'll we'll get another what moment like what? Um, I feel like yeah, which which I think we're gonna have one more episode where we're just like oh this because I was looking back at season one's episodes and there were two that were just like oh okay all right you know what and what episodes were that for you because I know two and five yeah okay two and five which one is yeah. five is that the Bryce Dallas Howard one or no? No, that was the uh, bounty hunter on Tatooine. 
Yeah, okay. I could see the first, that. The Tatooine. A lot of people complain about the Bryce Dallas Howard one. But I like that one. That one progressed the story. It was a, you know, it brought in Carano's care. It brought in Cara Dune. And it, it, inter- it served a purpose to introduce a character. Yeah, um, yeah I enjoyed that one, too. And it was a well-done see... episode, too. Yeah, I, I could see... That one ep- with episode five being a little bit of a like because uh, it was like he was ready he was ready to leave the child there with on that planet with them to raise him and then he's like he's not safe I have to keep him safe so you know it's you know and then it also reveals I cannot take off the mask I will not take off the mask or the helmet you know yeah it establishes that we don't really get that prior you know it's in it's mentioned but it's not it's all because it, uh, um when he brings the best car to the armor the armor and you had um uh, having mando say to call him a coward and stuff he's like she says have you ever re- revealed your face to anyone and he's like no never yeah, you know, so it, it's mentioned, but like you didn't know if that was literal, and then that, like you said, that that episode, like you know, he literally yeah. will not take his helmet off in front of anyone. You see him take it off because he's going to eat and he's by himself, and no one can see his face. But right. So yeah, that that's episode two. Eh, a little more, I I, I would say a, a, a C episode for me. Not, yeah, it not was definitely a. a C. Yeah. Where episode but, one was definitely high praise, like A plus. This one's again, like a C. But again, it is it is amazing to see what they do with such a small cast and such a a limited area. When you when you when you think of Star Wars though, you think of these giant casts. But this show, like there was five people credited, I think, for the show, this one. Uh, so it's just interesting to see, but on that note, I think we're going to sign off and be done with the episode. I don't think Carl wants to go through his spiel again, but, um, tell everybody good night, Carl, or good day or afternoon or morning, whatever they have, whatever time of day they're listening to this. Good night. Well, good morning. Good evening. Good night. This is the way. Later.